Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you come to be suspicious of your own fiance, would you be the jerk for opening their mail and subsequently finding out that they have been lying? We'll get to that in a bit, but first. Am I the jerk for making my wife wrap her own Christmas presents? I, 32-year-old male, hate wrapping up presents. That's why I usually just get either stuff gift-wrapped at the store or put gifts in a gift bag with some tissue paper. My wife, 30, hates when her gifts aren't wrapped up pretty so she can take pictures of them to post. A couple of the gifts I got her this year are from online merchants that don't do gift wrapping. She saw me putting them in gift bags and made a face. She said she really wanted them wrapped up nice. We've had this discussion many times. My father was a cheap jerk that used to scream at my mom for wasting money on gift wrapping. I like gift bags because they can be reused. I literally get like a panic attack thinking about wrapping a gift. Yes, I know it's stupid. Yes, I have therapy to deal with my many, many issues. So she ended up wrapping her own gifts, but she's mad at me for not making an effort. She said I needed to get over it and just man up and learn to wrap gifts. The reason I left the gifts I ordered online in the shipping boxes is because my wife likes to open stuff. I don't know why. She took the boxes out of the bags and then wrapped the shipping boxes. She didn't want to remove them from the shipping boxes until she opens them. Does anybody else think that even if it's not like the best wrapping job, it's still good enough? I try to wrap my own gifts, but I'm gonna be honest, it ends up looking pretty rough sometimes. Does it matter though when you're just gonna rip it all apart? Either way, I don't think anybody could be a jerk for putting all the presents in bags with the paper on top, right? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not everybody here are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for telling a sales lady I don't care about her opinions? So I'm 20 year old male. I went to the eye doctor a few weeks ago and decided I should get some new glasses since I've had mine a few years. Well, my mom and I went to get me some glasses yesterday. I'm still on her insurance and she wanted to help. We walked in and right away the sales lady I'll call Sally asked if we needed help. My mom said, he needs some glasses and I said, yeah, but I'm just looking. Sally started picking out different frames and making me try them on. None of them were my style, and whenever I was looking at pairs I liked, she would bother me to come try some she picked on. Not sure if she thought my style was different than it actually is or what, but she kept picking out big nerdy glasses, types that someone wear to try to look nerdy. So I said I didn't like them, or they were too big in my face, or flat out said I looked like a nerd. My mom just said, it's her job to be helpful. I was getting more annoyed because I'm buying them but can't even look for something I like because Sally kept calling me over to try some on. So after probably 10 pairs Sally picked I said, I'm not really into those, they make me look like a geek. Sally said, well I think they look cute on your face and maybe you'd get used to them. I said, I don't really care what you think, I'm the one that's buying them and has to wear them. I don't like these styles. Then I told my mom I was leaving and walked outside. My mom said I was unnecessarily rude and acted childish, that the sales lady was just doing her job and trying to help and I acted really immature. She wanted me to go back inside, but I refused. Last time I got glasses, the salesperson asked if I needed help. I said no, that I was looking. So they let me look. 
and I told them that I found some I liked. I don't like being harassed when I'm shopping in general, especially with things that affect my appearance. I don't really think it's that bad to tell a stranger that their opinions don't matter, but my mom said it's rude. Am I the jerk? I'm willing to bet that this place is heavily commission-based with selling frames. But I'm right there with OP, I wear glasses too, and almost every time I get new glasses, I just want to stop and look around. But they're almost always with some salesperson glued to the hip trying to find some suggestion for me. Buying a new pair of glasses is a big decision because you'll likely wear them for years, and I hate how rushed I feel end up trying to make a decision on what frame to pick because there's somebody right there like, how about this one, how about that one, do those feel alright, do you like them? This next story is, am I the jerk for moving my girlfriend into my house despite my roommate's wishes? I, 38 year old male, own a 3 bedroom house. About 8 months ago, an old friend Joe, 37 year old male, moved to my area and I offered him a place to stay until he found something of his own. I'm sure you all know what the housing market is like right now so he's still with me. There's no lease because he's still looking, but he's currently paying me $500 a month plus $120 in utilities for a bedroom and a private bathroom. A very good price for the area. My girlfriend of almost two years, Amy, 32-year-old female, has been dealing with some serious health issues for the last few months, and I would like her to move in with me. She was slightly hesitant to lose her own apartment because she has an amazing deal, but she has come around to the idea since certain things are difficult for her to do on her own at the moment. She and her two cats will be moving in by mid-January. Joe is very much against this, and even more so because I don't want any rent money from Amy. She has high out-of-pocket healthcare costs right now, and I don't want her worrying about having the money. She works remotely and will continue to work, but stress will not help her condition. Joe doesn't want to share space with another person. He stated that he's especially uncomfortable living with any woman he's not related to or in a relationship with and doesn't want to live with Amy's cats. He's expressed that he feels it's unfair for him to shoulder the cost of another person and wants to reduce his rent, but I don't believe he's shouldering any additional costs. Nothing will increase for him. I offered to reduce his utilities to $100, but he called that an offensive offer. He's been complaining all week, and this morning, I invited him to shut up or move out. He told me I'm being unbelievably selfish by ignoring his desire to be comfortable at home and violating his rights as a tenant. As far as I can tell, that appears to be entirely untrue. I wasn't clear here, he absolutely does have tenant rights since he's been living here this long and is entitled to 30 days notice. I meant nothing I can find supports another person moving in or what they pay being a violation of those rights. Am I the jerk? You're already giving this guy a great deal. If you want to move your own partner into your own house, could you possibly be the jerk for that? Our next story is, am I the jerk for uninviting my soon-to-be mother-in-law for my wedding? I, female 27, am engaged to my fiancé, male 45, and we plan to get married in July. I have two kids with my late husband. My soon-to-be mother-in-law, who I'll refer to as mother-in-law, does not know this full context as I'm a private person and I'm not overly close with her. He passed when I was 23, and I only really discuss his passing once I'm incredibly close with someone. I've only spoken to mother-in-law at a handful of holidays and never had a conversation that extended far beyond the basics. 
Now, to get into this, we recently hosted our first Thanksgiving. I felt very accomplished and was excited to share this moment with my soon-to-be family. The only issue being that I'd totally forgotten the mashed potatoes, which seemed to have mother-in-law in a very pissy mood. Thankfully, fiancé's sister offered to go to the store to buy some instant mashed potatoes, to which I was very grateful. She asked me to check in on her youngest daughter, who was in an upstairs bedroom with my kids, and had been very quiet recently. Moms of Reddit know this is never a good thing. I of course agree. I go to check on them, and find them fully engrossed in Encanto. Left, sitting at the table downstairs, were my soon-to-be mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law, fiancé, and most importantly, sister-in-law's oldest daughter, female 15. As I make my way downstairs, I do note the silence at the table, but I don't think much of it. At the dinner, however, while everyone is leaving, sister-in-law's oldest daughter pulls me aside and asks to speak to me. I ask her if everything's okay, and she explains that while I was gone, mother-in-law made up a comment, something to the note of how she didn't get why fiancé would get with someone who's already used up, and that running around with someone like that would ruin his reputation among men, along with another comment that she said she wasn't comfortable repeating. She said she wouldn't have felt right if she hadn't told me. I thanked her profusely, honestly completely in shock at what I had just heard. Mother-in-law had already left at this point. I'm a very confrontational person because I believe it gets drama over with. I called her and asked her if it was true, and she got really quiet before admitting that it was. She said something along the lines of, I'm glad you know how everyone feels now. I was getting tired of hiding it. When I started to cry, she replied, and this is a direct quote, You act like a slut, you get treated like one. In a moment of anger, I uninvited her for my wedding. My fiancé is very upset and is threatening to leave if I don't fix all of this now. He and our friends are all calling me the jerk, and many have been ostracizing me. I am open to criticism, but I really don't think I did anything wrong. So, am I the jerk for uninviting my soon-to-be mother-in-law from my wedding? She didn't have the slightest clue what she was talking about, and she went and threw her own judgment. Your fiancé, who knows the context, not backing you up, and in fact putting you down for it is a huge red flag. In my opinion, almost irredeemable, wouldn't you guys agree? This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to let my nephew sit in my car? Earlier this month, I received a promotion which I had been working towards my entire career at this point. I decided to celebrate by purchasing an expensive luxury car for myself. Fast forward to today when my brother and I had plans to drive to our parents and spend the Christmas weekend there before driving back as we both live close, while our parents are three hours out. He asked if we could take my new car, as that would give him and his wife a chance to see it and ride along in it which I have zero issue with and would gladly agree to. However, I replied to his text and told him, I don't want to take the Urus as L, nephew, tends to make a mess like he did the last time in my car. Will you get him to behave or should we take your car? This prompted my brother to get offended and insinuate that I was acting like a piece of entitled poop because I think I'm doing better than them so I look down upon their lives. None of this is true. It's all because of my nephew's history of spoiled behavior, which bothers me. My nephew is seven years old and a menace with no care for his or anyone's belongings. The last time I let my brother borrow my previous car for a few days while his was in the shop, 
He texted me to let me know that said nephew spilled his juice all over the leather seats or accidentally used his markers to draw on the seats. I use accidentally in quotations as I know my nephew and how spoiled he is. My brother and his wife let him get away with anything at home, whether it's screaming tantrums or buying him whatever he points his finger to in a store. I told my brother that I was upset as my seats were ruined, but he texted me back telling me how it's not a big deal, I can clean it off, and that nephew's just a kid, you can't control that. I was so upset as I trusted him to return my car to me in the same condition I gave it to him in, but here is my brother who doesn't seem to understand teaching his kid basic manners. Now, it's been a few hours since the argument, and my brother hasn't replied to my calls. I understand how he might feel hurt as he was looking forward to seeing the car, and because I caused conflict right before Christmas which hurts me as well and makes me feel like the villain here. But at the same time, I still think I'm right because this car is the most expensive thing I've purchased, and I refuse to let my nephew in it because I know my brother and his wife won't control his behavior. Am I the jerk? Family or not, if you've got an awful kid and you don't control them, I don't blame you for not wanting them around your stuff. This next story is, am I the jerk for not sharing my inheritance with my cousins? When I, 24-year-old male, was a kid, a young widow moved into the house next to us. She was only 19 then, now 36. She was no contact with her family and my parents kind of took her in. Dad helped her around the house and mom always cooked extra for her. She started attending college and my parents wanted to make her life a bit easier since she had no one. To me, she was and is Auntie J. She babysat me, took me shopping, and gave me as many gifts as my parents. She was always there. My paternal grandma also adored her and treated her like her own. So when she passed away, she made Aunt Jay her executor. Jay was pre-law, but she switched to business management. My dad and siblings got a few things, but grandkids got everything else. My grandma's will was clear. She didn't want any fighting between grandkids. So her will stated to sell everything apart from what was left to her kids and distribute the money evenly between all seven grandkids, even if it meant we'll lose some chunk of money as a result. I guess she saw something I was too stupid to see. Jay did it as grandma requested, and she gave a check to all seven of us. We each got a little over $100,000. My cousins were ecstatic. They were all older than me. They paid off their debts or put deposits on houses, etc. That was six years ago. I was 18 then. I didn't know what to do with my money as my parents saved up for my college. And Jay suggested to invest most of it and use a little bit to get something for myself. Since it's her actual job to invest other people's money, I gave it to her after discussing it with my parents. I went to college and between my parents' savings and mine, I had enough to not dip into the 100k. Jay gave the same advice to all the others, but after using some money to settle debts and etc, they blew the rest of it on cars, vacations, etc. As we couldn't do Christmas dinner this year, the whole family decided to meet early and relax for a day at my parents' house. I got into a Harvard business program and I excitedly shared the news. After the congratulations, the topic naturally diverted to money and scholarships. I said I'm good, and I don't really need any scholarships. They were confused, and I explained to them Aunt Jay helped me invest, 
and now I have more than enough to live rest of my life comfortably. I guess I might be the jerk here. I didn't brag about the money, but I praised Jay to high heaven. How she was a genius, etc. I mean, she turned 100,000 to 3 million in 6 years. Nothing happened that day, but I started getting calls next day for A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Money. When I refused, they started accusing Jay of being unfair and that she gave me more money than the others because she loved me. They refused to believe that Jay turned 100000 into $3 million. They think part of it is still from grandma's inheritance and that Jay scammed them. They said they'll sue, and Jay said, go ahead. Mom wants me to give a little bit to others to avoid the drama, but I don't want to. So, am I the jerk? All I can say is, a lot of times, a lot of money can bring out some ugly sides of people, family or not. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to help new co-workers while helping old ones? I hesitated for a couple of days on whether I should post or not, since I know that a few of the co-workers are active in this community. They were the ones who showed it to me, so I'll be very vague, sorry. I, male, have been working in this company for a number of years. I'm not Christian, nor am I American. That is to say that I don't mind working on Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, or the 4th of July. On the other hand, I come from a religion that has three major holidays and those I prefer not to work on. When I first started working here, we came to an arrangement. I would handle the office work during their holidays, but since I can't do it all on my own, they'll have to still do some stuff from home, but at least they won't have to come into the office. By the way, there's five people on my team. In exchange, they handle all my work for me during my holidays. Our managers were okay with this arrangement, and they would turn a blind eye to some of us not coming to the office for days on end. For Christmas, I would usually take on their work from the 20th to the 28th. Fast forward to earlier this year, two of my older co-workers retired, but they trained their replacements before leaving. They brought up the deal with them and they seemed on board. When it was time for the first religious holiday that I was going to be off on, they refused to do their share of my work. After some back and forth, they say that it isn't fair that I get to do absolutely no work during my time off while they will still have to work from home when it comes to their holidays. We try to explain that it's easier for four people to cover a single person's work while it is impossible for a single person to take on five people's work. They still said it wasn't fair. I tried talking to my manager but he said he couldn't do anything since this was a very informal arrangement and he couldn't force them to participate. That was fair, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't frustrated. Thankfully, the other two members said that they're capable of doing the work, and that was that. 
Last week, I was arranging with my two teammates on how to manage the workload for their week off for Christmas. Since it was the work of two people, I told them I could swing it without bothering them for the whole week. The new co-workers overheard and were like, two people? What about us? I told them straight away that I will not be taking on any of their work that they didn't help me for the last three holidays and I wasn't helping them now. I also asked why they were surprised, considering I didn't do any of their work previously. All they could come up with was, but this is Christmas. They went to our manager and he told them exactly what he told me. Now they're angry. Apparently they promised their families a week of free time and one of them even booked tickets to spend Christmas with his family in another state. So am I the jerk? They wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it too. These people are selfish. Not only is OP not the jerk, they should not feel bad about this at all. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my partner when I drive home? I, female, 28, call my partner, male, 29, when I drive home from different places. I call when I'm on my way home from work. I work late at night, so calling helps keep me awake. He said he's fine when I call on my way home from work. I also call when I come home from most places, my parents, the shops, getting fuel from daycare, just to chat. The other day he got annoyed and angry, saying that calling every time I'm on my way home is too much and that he doesn't want me to do it anymore. I said he was overreacting because we both work and have a child, two-year-old female, that chatting on the phone helps make up for time we don't get to ourselves. He's asked that I don't call unless it's home from work late or an emergency because he feels as though he either has to drop everything and answer or wait for the phone to ring and not do much else. Am I the jerk or is he overreacting? I just think it's too overbearing and too much. I get why it's easy for somebody to see a partner do this and think, oh, they're just being selfish. How dare they not make time every day for a 10, 15, 20 minute phone call? But this kind of thing I think builds up over time and it's just annoying and that phone rings out of the blue and inwardly you're kind of like, oh my god, I just, it's every day with this. Our next story is, am I the jerk for using the desk of a car salesman to work at a dealership? I'm at a Lexus car dealership where I'm waiting for my car to get serviced. While I'm out there, I had to work and I didn't have a desk where I could work. I ended up using an empty desk that belongs to a car salesman. He shows up after 30 to 45 minutes of me using his desk and tries to intimidate me in front of everyone, asking me how I would feel if he used my office. At first I said I'm sorry and was leaving, but he kept asking me the same question as to how I would feel if he came into my office and started to work. First of all, it's a car dealership and I'm waiting for my car. I didn't walk into the dealership and solicit his desk without any business. Secondly, I was going to go when he asked me to leave, but he wanted to create a scene in front of everyone. I felt embarrassed, but I didn't know if what I did was rude like he'd interpreted. Our next story is, am I the jerk for opening my fiancé's mail and calling her a liar? I, 28-year-old male, and my fiancé, 31-year-old female, have been together for about four years, and we've been engaged for about six months. We met at a restaurant where we were both bartenders and during this time, I was also working towards a graduate degree. My fiancé continues to work in the service industry, and I've taken on a new role since graduating, and do fairly well. I've always had an idea about how much money my fiancé makes since we've had the same job. However, my fiancé also sends money to her family, and I never knew the specifics. 
For example, how much money was being sent and for what. I've lent her money in the past when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend and she always paid me back quickly. I emphasized to her that if she ever needs any help financially to please ask me first because she's asked me in the past and paid me back when she said she would. I had no reason to believe that she was in any financial trouble. Now that we're planning a wedding and we're going to be spending the rest of our lives together, I'm more curious about her financial situation. I ask her things like how much money she saved, if she has any debt, etc. She hates having this conversation and really tries to avoid it. Eventually, I get a rough ballpark estimate from her, but she will never show me proof if I ask for it. She is so uncomfortable with the conversation, and it always ends with me still not being sure how financially secure she is. Fast forward to today, I open our mailbox and see a letter from her bank that's addressed to her. I decide to open the letter, and the letter states that a recent credit request has been denied due to current or past delinquency on one or more of her accounts. I text her and ask her if she applied for a credit increase and got denied, and she said no. I then respond with a screenshot of the letter, and she gets really upset. She's accusing me of being disrespectful towards her for assuming she was in financial trouble when she's come to me for money in the past, and she said that I should never have opened her mail since she never opens mine. She says she isn't in debt and everything is fine and that she didn't request anything from the bank. I asked her to send me a screenshot of her credit card statement to prove she wasn't in debt, and she refused, saying, I was already all up in her stuff. The conversation ended with me pretty much calling her a liar, since the letter she got in the mail clearly states otherwise. I know the letter was addressed to her, but since we're getting married, her financial situation affects me now too. I feel bad for hurting her feelings, but I believe this is information I need to know, and I feel she is deliberately hiding something from me. Am I the jerk for opening my fiancé's mail and calling her a liar when she refuses to show me proof of her financial situation? I think both sides are in the wrong here. OP's obviously very clearly a jerk for going and opening that mail, but the fiancé's being defensive, shady, and lying too. This next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my son to attend the event that he planned? For the last few years, we've been doing a summer camp for the kids at my son's, 16-year-old male, school. We own land near a large lake with cabins and a mess hall with little use for it. Our son pretty much ran everything, but we did have adults there. Recently, he wanted to do a Christmas event at the camp. Ice skating, sledding, that sort of thing. But he said guys only. I thought he was joking at first, but he was serious. Then he said he wanted this Christmas event to be an annual thing and for all of them to be guys only too. I said no, absolutely not. He argued that the land wasn't ours anyway and belongs to grandpa, so we called him and got the go ahead to do his Christmas event. I'm not allowing him to go, nor will I allow him to attend any future summer camps if it's guys only. My husband, father, and of course son think I'm wrong for this. Am I? I think the main thing I'm going to say OP is in the wrong for is they don't even explain why they're at odds with this. Do they think it's sexist? Do they think it's not inclusive enough? They don't give any reasoning as to why they are opposed to it. What's inherently wrong with a guy's only event, especially for a 16-year-old? This next story is, am I the jerk for reminding my dad he's not my son's parent? I'm 26 now. When I was a freshman in college, me and this older woman hooked up and she got pregnant. There was a lot of drama. 
My son Matthew was born, and her crazy family wanted to adopt him, but my dad ended up being the one who adopted him. My parents, who have been divorced for 20 years, told me that they'd rather I go back to college and establish myself so I can be the father I needed to be for Matthew. I was still a kid myself. Maybe I wasn't there every day. Now I'm about to get married and my fiancé loves Matthew as much as I do. We both make good money and just bought a house. Over the years, my dad started to treat me like I'm just Matthew's older brother. He's seven and I'm actually a responsible adult. Basically, I want Matthew to start living with me and I take charge of him. My dad's being a jerk now about it, even going as far as to tell me that I need permission from him to spend time with my son. He's my son regardless of what paperwork my parents made me sign. A lot of things bother me about how my dad's taking care of my son, and my mom sides with him every time. I would do things very differently. I reminded them that my goal is to take him back. My dad said, that's not going to happen. I reminded him that he's not his dad and never will be. Then I told him that I don't even agree with how he's running things and I can do better. Obviously we know how OP feels, but how does the kid feel? Their seven was raised with a certain way of life with their legal adopted parents. What does Matthew want? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not inviting them to my Christmas party after they didn't invite me to their wedding? I throw a pretty big Christmas party every year going on a decade now. A few years ago at one I threw, my friend Tara met my former coworker Tony and they hit it off. They dated for a while and two years later, once again at my Christmas party, she showed up with a ring on her finger and they announced for the first time that they were engaged. I was super happy for them. They got married this spring. We didn't get invited. When I was sending around my party invitations this year, I didn't see any reason to invite them back if they didn't think I was worthy of making their guest list. I've known them both for years, basically introduced them, and they literally announced their engagement at my home. It got back to me today that they're very upset with us for not inviting them this year, that my party is something they consider special and they think I'm being petty. A couple friends mentioned that it was a smaller wedding and they feel like I'm just punishing them. It wasn't though. There were probably 200 people there and I knew at least 50 of them and I was a little surprised at some of the names that made the cut over us. I didn't make a stink about it or anything but I don't see why I should welcome them into my home again after being snubbed like that. My partner thinks I should just let it go and invite them back. But I don't see a reason why I should. Am I the jerk? Even if they did have a smaller wedding, wouldn't you want to reach out to people who you feel might feel snubbed and say, hey, sorry, we're having a smaller wedding, that's just why you're not invited? They literally gave you no notification, they didn't reach out at all. How are you supposed to feel? Tell them that you're having a smaller party this year, that's why you can't invite them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.